Hello and welcome to Mystical Frequency. I am your host, Jen, also known as Celestial Light Witch, and my pronouns are they, them. I am an intuitive card reader and spiritual practitioner. This podcast is all about spirituality, energy work, tarot, astrology, and all the mystical things in the universe. Every week, we talk about mystical topics as we try to grasp the understanding of the universe and our human journey. We'll have some guests share their take on their spirituality, because as we all know, everyone's journey and practices never look the same. I'm excited to share this space with you and open our minds together through this journey called life. Now on to the show. Hello everyone, welcome back to Mystical Frequency. My name is Jen, pronouns are they, them, and I am also known as Celestial Light Witch. Welcome back to the show. I'm very excited for this particular topic that we're going to be touching base on today. We're going to be talking all about cleansing and protecting your energy. The reason I really wanted to do this episode is because I have gotten a lot of questions regarding ways to protect and cleanse your energy, particularly with my own clients. And so I thought, this would be a great place to start after last week's episode because I think this can be very beneficial for everybody. I think I'm going to start with the protecting your energy and who should protect their energy. So if you're asking yourself that question, am I supposed to be protecting my energy? The answer is yes. I think everyone is supposed to protect their own energy. Because that can really be beneficial if you are maybe in a place where you're not really sure how it is that you are truly feeling. Sometimes we get confused over our emotions, over our thought patterns, and we sometimes surprise ourselves and kind of thinking, why am I sad? Why am I thinking about this? Why do I have these negative thoughts? And a lot of the time, this could be a factor of you not being able to protect your energy properly or not knowing. Therefore, you are embodying the energy that somebody else might be experiencing. This is particularly important for anybody who is incredibly sensitive in energy. So if you're the type of person that walks into a room and you could read the room clearly, this is most likely something for you. This is something that you should probably implement in your everyday life and will be incredibly beneficial long-term. Protection of energy is also incredibly important if you are a spiritual practitioner like myself, any tarot readers, energy healers, any of those people that tend to work with outside spirits, outside energy. You don't have to be a spiritual practitioner to find benefits in protecting your energy. There's a thing called spiritual hygiene, and it's pretty much what it sounds like. It's hygiene for you energetically and spiritually. How do you practice spiritual hygiene? By protecting yourself. Protecting yourself is part of your spiritual hygiene. Cleansing, not only yourself, but maybe the spiritual tools you may be utilizing, like crystals, candles, spell jars, and a great way to practice that spiritual hygiene for me at least has been spiritual baths colognes waters as well as smoke cleansing i love utilizing all of those tools on a day-to-day basis 
this is definitely a habit you have to build and I didn't know much about it up until I started my enlightenment. My energy healer suggested some crystals, suggested different tools, different methods for me to protect my energy and to not be in this anxious fight or flight state at all times because that's kind of how I was my entire life. And so if you find yourself being constantly on edge, this could be very incredibly beneficial for you. You may be asking, how often should I be protecting my energy? Every single day. It's part of a hygiene. So when we brush, floss our teeth every day, that's part of a day-to-day practice. That's part of a hygiene, right? So think of it as a hygiene. Think of it as I am resetting for the day. I'm setting the intention to protect my energy space so that all the feelings, emotions, that I am experiencing every single day are part of my own and only my own. We can be collecting energy, not just from people, not just from animals or plants, but even clutter. So if you are in a space, maybe your bedroom space, the home where you live in, if there's clutter, that clutter is energy. We are being absorbed of our energy when it comes to everything that is made up of energy. So think about it that way. Think about how is it that you feel when you are in a state of clarity, in a space of being able to relax where you are. What does that look like for you? Another method to protect your energy is through visualization and setting intentions. So with visualization, this is something that came in handy when I started my Reiki practice. Energy And visualizing energy is part of being a Reiki practitioner. It's something I do on a daily basis. So what I do to protect my energy is imagine an energy bubble all around you and your auric field. I always make it extra big so that nothing (laughs) can be penetrated through my energy bubble. And I... Just envision that bubble being filled with source energy. And I love utilizing white and gold light. That is usually what I tend to use when I'm doing a healing or when I'm just visualizing things for myself or healing, doing, performing Reiki on myself. Ultraviolet light sometimes gets called to me. So sometimes I utilize that one as well. And The second way or another method of protecting your energy would be by veiling. So you might be wondering what veiling is. Veiling is when you have a bandana, a hat, anything that covers your head. You might be wondering why is it that I should be covering my head. Our crown chakra is our full access point to source. It's where we collect data it's where we connect to source we connect to our higher self and it's kind of a vulnerable place in our bodies and when you veil you're simply creating a barrier between the outside world even the spiritual world and yourself and so how you how you how do you veil you might be asking veiling starts with you taking an object like a hat a bandana, anything that covers your head and your crown center. You cleanse it, then you activate it. You set the intention that it is meant to protect you from absorbing outside energy. And you wear it over your head. 
And what that's going to do, you will absolutely feel a huge difference if you were to veil on an entire day. You will be less depleted of your energy. And it's a very beneficial practice. And I really wish I was better at doing because I think if I set the intention to veil on a daily basis, I would be left with a lot more energy currency throughout the day. Another method would be setting a verbal intention. And as a witch myself, verbal intention is incredibly important in my practice. And how I do the setting the verbal intention practice is simply by saying something like this. I protect my energy space and my auric field with a ultraviolet energy bubble. Any energy sent my way, positive or negative, I transmute into love, abundance, prosperity, and healing energy for the collective and Mother Gaia, for the greater good of all, and so it is. You do not have to say it the way I did. You can pretty much incorporate anything that is called to you. Uh, That is simply a method I like to use, and it's a prayer I like to use, but you can really make it your own. You can customize the prayer as, as far as like what it is that you would want to do with that energy sent your way and or energy you have absorbed throughout the day. I am a huge transmuter of energy. There's different things that call to different people. Sometimes people like to do like return to sender. They like to, you know, kind of throw the ball back. <laughs> um, and I'm, I used to be one of those people. And I don't think there's anything wrong with that. I just think for me, as somebody who is very much in a place where I don't want to contribute to a boomerang effect or I don't want to contribute to an ongoing thing, I simply transmute energy, which you might be asking what that may mean. That's disposing of the energy or or utilizing that energy and transforming it to do whatever it is you want to do with it. Because if somebody is sending energy your way, either good or bad, you have a say in what happens. And I think a lot of us forget that. And that's where fear kind of starts. And a lot of people are fearful of like hexes and like negative things that people send their way. But if you are practicing your spiritual hygiene and you know how to utilize energy, you have a say. You have a say in yourself. We all have that right in this life. That being said, you may be asking what happens to the energy I absorb or get rid of when I cleanse myself. You can transmute it. When you transmute it, you have the liberty of doing whatever it is you want to do with it. But like I said previously, I like to transmute it and I like to heal the earth because I'm very connected to Mother Gaia and I know that she's desperate for healing energy. And she has that power to do that. And working with Mother Gaia, you can help the collective with healing the earth, healing the planet, which is essentially what lightworkers do here on this planet. I mentioned earlier crystals. Crystals are such a powerful method of protection of your energy. And some protective crystals you can utilize to absorb any negative heavy energies throughout the day would be black tourmaline, which is my personal favorite, smoky quartz, which is also a favorite of mine, Um, black obsidian, clear quartz, amethyst, rose quartz, pretty much a lot of the quartz, but there's so many crystals out there, y'all. But 
those are some of my favorite crystals to utilize, to carry with me, to wear, and you will automatically feel the difference. They're kind of like repellents. So if you're trying to repel negative, heavy energy, maybe energy vampires, um, people in your life that drain your energy, these protective crystals are amazing. The only thing that you should know about these protective crystals is they absorb energy, right? So we want to make sure that we're cleansing off that energy as often as we feel called to. I like to do it at least once a week. And we will dive into how we can cleanse our crystals a little later on, but making sure that you are setting the intention, activating those crystals is a very crucial part. Now let's chat a little bit about cleansing your energy. What are some ways to cleanse your energy? One of my favorite methods that I also learned during my Reiki practice training was something called dry bathing. And the way you can dry bathe is by setting your right hand on your left shoulder and stroking it down over your chest across your stomach and end at the right hip. And then you reverse the left hand to the right shoulder and repeat the process. And repeat and send down that energy into Mother Gaia so that it's transmuted into healing energy for the planet. I really like to do that because I feel like I'm being very eco-conscious um, in regards to <laughs> as, as a collective spiritually. That was so cheesy, but that's the way I see it. I feel like I'm being eco-conscious. <laughs> I don't think some of you understand how silly I feel talking and laughing at my own jokes because like I said in my first episode, I have a podcast with my best friend. So I'm used to like having a back and forth conversation and I'm just over here cracking myself up. Anywho, I'm going to go back to the topic of crystals, some cleansing crystals. Some of my favorite cleansing crystals are citrine, clear quartz, and selenite. I love, I love selenite, you guys. Selenite is a very powerful and not earthly type of crystal it feels like it's not from this planet it's absolutely gorgeous it always takes my breath away especially when the light hits it and it's incredibly powerful for cleansing y'all if you get one cleansing crystal i suggest that you get selenite it was one of the first crystals i bought because i tend to absorb energy so much and i'm a makeup artist so i am in contact with so many people on a daily basis so I need some sort of tool that will help me cleanse of those outside energies and it's a great crystal to charge other crystals it's a great crystal to even clean other crystals with so I really suggest you look into getting selenite now that we're on the topic of cleansing crystals I'm gonna chat a little bit about how you can cleanse your crystals once you get some or even if you have some and you don't really know what to do with them. So smoke cleansing is my favorite method of cleansing my crystals. Um, I use incense. I love using incense. You could use bundles with rosemary, cinnamon stick, palo santo. Um, I will say there's a lot of people that utilize sage whatever you feel called to using. However, I do believe that sage, particularly white sage, is very sacred, particularly with indigenous cultures. So I will suggest that you steer away from sage 
particularly white sage, if you are not indigenous. And there's so many different powerful ways to smudge, y'all. We do not have to use white sage. A great method to cleanse as well is sunlight. Just make sure that you are researching which crystals can be affected or faded with sunlight. You want to make sure that you're protecting your crystals on a physical level. So there's some crystals that don't mind direct sunlight. So just research ahead of time. But you can also always use moonlight, especially on a full or a new moon. Moonlight is my favorite method of cleansing my crystals and recharging them. I think the moon is incredibly powerful at resetting and it's a powerful type of energy that I think crystals love. And at least mine do. My, my crystals have their own personality. And when there's a new moon and a full moon going on, they're like, take me to my windowsill. <laughs> um, take me outside. I usually don't leave my crystals outside, but you can if you have a private backyard and you want them to be absorbed with the moonlight energy. By all means, please do. I, I live in an apartment, so I don't really have the liberty of leaving things outside without the fear of them getting stolen. But if you have that opportunity to do that, I really suggest it because I think crystals do enjoy that. Another great method would be sound cleansing. So if you have sound bowls or you put some Hertz music on, crystals love that. I believe crystals have the same type of energy that like plants do. I think my plants love when I put music on for them. I put that Plantasia um, playlist for them. So think about it that way. You're serenading your crystals and by doing so, you are cleansing them. Visualization is incredibly powerful in any type of spiritual work. So visualizing a white light hitting your crystals is also a very, very powerful way to cleanse them. As well as putting them in sea salt, just again, research which crystals can be in salt because there are particular crystals that cannot be in salt. And candlelight is also a great way to recharge your crystals, cleanse them. Uh, I really like utilizing a white candle. The white candles tend to be very protective, very cleansing. So setting the intention with your candles is incredibly beneficial as well. Last but certainly not least, calling on to your spirit team, whomever they may be. So this could be deities, ancestors, spirit, guides, archangels, guardian angels, whomever you resonate with, whomever you work with, whomever you believe in, calling on to them is probably the most powerful way that you can protect yourself. And I think a lot of us sometimes forget or oversee the fact that we are able to call on for help. Our spirit team cannot help us unless we ask them to. And this is your reminder. If you need help, just remember that you're not alone. You have your spirit team. We all do. And they're there to protect you if you ask them to. It's just a matter of doing it. And on that note, I'm going to go ahead and pull a card for the collective for this week. And I'm going to go back to my Rose Oracle deck by Rebecca Campbell. And the card I pulled today was the bloom. Creation, realized, right time, harvest, and celebrate. This card to me signifies having your manifestations come into fruition. A long-awaited reward 
finally being able to be reaped. I'm going to go ahead and read the passage from the book because this particular card has a very beautiful message. This card is all about reaping the reward for what you've created, dreams manifested into matter. It is a confirmation that you're currently in the bloom phase of your cycle of growth or that you're about to be. The bloom is when we're at our fullest. The sun is shining, things are bountiful, and we're at our most expansive. The deep roots of our dreams have been realized. We're blooming. We've made it to where we long to be. We're likely visible and out in the world. Life is often adventurous, energetic, positive, and good. This card comes with a message to embrace and enjoy this moment. Celebrate what you've created. Enjoy what has come to you. Revel in it. Bask in the beauty. Drink in the nectar. Be nourished by sweet sense of what's now in the physical. Enjoy the harvest. Stop and smell the roses of your life. Life is cyclical and the bloom won't be at its fullest forever. Your work through the seasons of your life has brought you to this point. Don't take the bloom for granted. Enjoy it while it's here, but don't hold onto it for too long either. Let it be what it is in its fullest. And when the time comes to return the petals to the earth, and when the time comes to return the petals to the earth, and you'll know when that is, do that too. I truly hope that this message resonated with you and I hope that you are in this place of celebration and in this place of finally coming to a place of being in full abundance and feeling gratitude and being gratitude. And I'm very grateful for you to have stuck around through this episode. I hope you learned something new. And if you did, please make sure that you share this with a friend or somebody who you think would benefit from any advice I mentioned today. And I'm so grateful that you stuck around and listened to this episode. And I'm so excited to continue this podcast and so excited to come up with a new topic for next Tuesday. So make sure that you tune in next Tuesday for a whole new show. Bye. Thank you for tuning in to Mystical Frequency. Make sure you rate, subscribe, and follow the podcast and share this with someone you love. Make sure you follow me on Instagram at Celestial Light Witch as well as TikTok at Celestial Light Witch. Tune in next week for a whole new show.